welcome back to Case by Case. My name is Helen Emery and I'm joined as ever by Kyle Williams. Hi Helen. Not just post nights this time, Kyle? No, no, back in the swing of days. Back in the swing of days, feeling more lively. Moanly, mainly. <laughs> Moanly. <laughs> it's a good start, isn't it? Kyle is feeling moanly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, on that note, why don't we just kick off? Yes, yeah, so we've got everybody's favourite this week, and that's eyes or ophthalmology. Everybody loves it. Have you done this to me on purpose? Yes, because I know it's your favourite and you're excellent at it. Kyle knows full well that I would do anything to get out of seeing an eye patient. I'm scared of the slit lamp. It's a real phobia. I don't believe it. It was after you tried to show me how to use it in that darkened room. I just thought, okay, never want to go in there again. (laughs) (laughs) Many people have had that reaction, I'm afraid. (laughs) Broken many an SHO that way. I suppose we'd better start her in, really. So this lady was a 44-year-old lady who presented in the early hours of the morning with a painful and red eye. I think the card actually said query foreign body but the triage note had written that actually it was more likely just pain and and, and a red eye she initially started to feel it in the morning she said it was just kind of a bit irritated but it kind of progressed through the day unfortunately she didn't have her glasses with her at work so she couldn't take a contact lens out although she kind of really wanted to do that when she got home she did get some relief initially from taking out the contact lens but pain and irritation ramped up about an hour or so after taking the lens out. And she presented to the department, really, because she couldn't sleep. She had pain, foreign body sensation. She had increased tearing. She described some mild photophobia and a bit of a kind of an associated, sort of very mild headache that she couldn't quite get away from. She didn't describe any flashes or any floaters. She denied trauma. She said she was well recently and she'd no proceeding or creeping eye complaints in the last couple of days or so. And how was her vision? She did describe some very mild blurred vision, but didn't really think much of it. Just in that one eye? Or is this both eyes? Just in that right eye. She described it being a bit more blurred, but thought it was due to the tearing, perhaps. Any ideas? I know it's really early. Basically, we've got a 44-year-old who has come in in the early hours of the morning with a few hours of build-up of an irritated eye initially, which has got more painful. She's got some blurring of her vision. She's got tearing. She has got a mild headache with photophobia. She does wear contact lenses normally, and that contact lens has come out of her eye now. She's pretty convinced that she'd got all the contact lens out. And I guess the only thing to add to that, she she did have that sensation of a foreign body in the eye. She didn't have any medical history. From an ophthalmology history perspective, she didn't have any surgery. She'd had no recent consultation with an ophthalmologist with problems. She'd had an eye test about nine months ago. And she said opticians seemed quite happy with her eyes and that her prescription hadn't changed. She wasn't taking any medicines. She didn't have any allergies. She was a lawyer, lived independently and alone. And so just some questioning about the contact lens care. She said, oh, actually, that she might not be as strict with standard care as she would do normally. So I guess she worked really long hours and potentially had the contact lenses in longer than normal. And she didn't take them out to go to bed sometimes. And she'd had a particularly busy week, bad week for care of contact lenses. But she had spent the week in the UK. She hasn't been out anywhere abroad. No foreign travel, she was dealing with a case. I guess she has to take these things case by case. Indeed. Bit of bit of branding there, what do you right. reckon? <laughs> <laughs> so on examination, she did look uncomfortable. She had her eye closed. The first task really was to just give her some tetracaine. 
As always, Tetraclean initially made it a lot worse and she absolutely hated me. But about 20 seconds later, she was my best friend because I'd taken away that pain and irritation. Visual acuity, she brought her glasses in so it was corrected visual acuity. And her left was 6 over 6 and her right was slightly down 6 over 9. And did she say which of her eyes is usually worse or if any? She couldn't remember. She had full range of eye movement. She had normal visual fields. Looking at the external eye, it was normal. If you'd been really picky, she had maybe a bit more edema, but certainly nothing like periorbital cellulitis, any kind of abscess or anything. Lids and lashes, again, looked okay. Again, maybe a bit of swelling, but nothing significant. You know, there was no myobian cyst, there was no erythema, no subtarsal foreign body. The anterior chamber, there was no hypopian, there was no hypophema. Just for everyone that's like me, hyphema is pooling of blood in the anterior chamber, which is the space between the cornea and the iris. And hypopian, which is a great word to say, is inflammatory cells in the anterior chamber. Hypopian. <laughs> say again. Hypopian. 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 Well, can we just keep saying it? <laughs> so, so there was definitely no hypopian. There was definitely no hyphema. And it didn't look like there was any cells or flares in the anterior chamber, which is just inflammatory cells sort of floating about when you put the slit lamp on. Okay. Conjunctiva was mildly red, but there was no focused redness either around the iris or within the white of the eye, suggesting scleritis or episcleritis. The pupil was round, it was equal, it was reactive to light. Her iris was normal. And the cornea, well, I wondered whether it was a little bit more opaque than the left but the red reflex seemed like it was preserved and there was some fluorescent uptake suggesting some epithelial damage so maybe from the contact lens well maybe you're a whiz with the slit lamp aren't you maybe not quite a whiz but i know a little bit about it maybe my initial thoughts were is this a corneal abrasion perhaps because of the irritation she'd rubbed her eye or perhaps there was a bit of trauma when she took the contact lens out that would give you that foreign body sensation it would potentially give you that fluorescent uptake it would cause that mild injection but she just seemed a little bit too uncomfortable for it to be just a simple corneal abrasion i know some corneal abrasions can be quite symptomatic I don't know what you think. It sounds likely, doesn't it? She's contact lens wearer, she's got a bit of fluorescein uptake, but you were seeing the patient and you just seem a little bit more concerned about her than a mere corneal abrasion. Yeah, exactly. And it just didn't fit that level of pain and discomfort. The other question then, part of that contact lens is a foreign body, but again, no subtarsal foreign body. There was no pooling around it with the fluorescein, so I guess that didn't kind of seem likely. And then it was the fact that she was a contact lens wearer, really, that caused me a little bit of concern. So I was thinking about things like keratitis. Okay, so inflammation of the cornea. Yeah, exactly. And I guess with her, I'd be worried about a a bacterial or an, an infectious keratitis of some description. That kind of explained the symptoms too. That would give you redness, irritation, watering. Sometimes they do report a foreign body sensation. And early signs and early symptoms with that can be quite non-specific the fact that she was a contact lens wearer she had pain and discomfort seemed out of proportion with an abrasion as you said that explains her pain her redness her photophobia the wateriness her reduced vision yeah exactly and that fluorescent uptake i mean i have to say it wasn't absolute it's only a slight uptake but i guess that would explain the symptoms perhaps a little bit more than than just a simple abrasion yeah 
whether it was a bacterial or now I'm going to struggle, exanthamoebic. Acanthamoebic? Exantha, isn't it? Amoebic, isn't that a protogen? Yeah, but it's spelt A-C-A-N-T-H-A. Is that not acantha? Is is that exantha? Exantha. Is that what I said? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, we'll go with that. Exanthamoebic? Keratitis, I didn't know at that stage, but I thought it was sensible to treat for that. That was my thinking at the time. I don't know whether you would have any other differentials. That all seems really likely and sensible. But always what crosses my mind is, oh my goodness, are they about to lose their vision? The kinds of things that cross my mind, is this an acute angle closure glaucoma? (laughs) Now, I don't think it is. Okay, that's a good shout. Well, no, it's very painful. You'd expect it in an older age group. Classic signs of halos around the lights... Proper photophobia. I mean, she has got watery eyes, and but then also systemic symptoms, and you've not described anything like that. We've got a mild headache. She's systemically well. Mild photophobia, and it's irritation rather than pain. So I think acute angle closure glaucoma would be a long shot, <laughs> and I think you'd probably get laughed at if you tried to refer. Great, because it was not my list. <laughs> good, good. The other things that I <laughs> don't think should be on your list are an anterior uveitis. Inflammation of the iris and ciliary body. Yeah, so again, that comes to mind because of the photophobia, the blurry vision, the headache. But you also expect some pain on accommodating. I'm not sure how was her pupillary movement. Normal pupillary movements, it didn't increase pain. And I think some cases get circumferential limbus redness isolated around the iris. She certainly didn't have that. Other things are just more likely it doesn't fit. Then we've got scleritis, also shouldn't be on your list, but a deep pain, but also gives you photophobia, blurred vision. And again, she's got an irritation. I know it is developing into a pain, but it doesn't sound like a a deep pain. The elephant in the room that we haven't talked about, which is the most common cause of red eye conjunctivitis, still has to be on that list somewhere. There was certainly no purulent discharge, didn't describe gritty sensation in her eye. And you don't tend to get a visual acuity problem with conjunctivitis, do you? No, not usually. Not unless the eyes stuck together, I guess. That would give you a visual acuity difference. <laughs> yeah, tends to. <laughs> 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 so I think your differentials of corneal abrasion, keratitis, bacterial or acanthamoebic, exanthamoebic are most likely, but the red flag things are glaucoma, uveitis, scleritis, which are unlikely, and then conjunctivitis, which is not how this would present. The only other thing that probably is worth mentioning is that contact lens wearers that have a red eye, but no other symptoms or no other examination findings would be described as having a contact lens associated red eye. That is a red eye, and it can be some mild pain with it, but there are no other clinical findings, so no fluorescent uptake. There's usually no photophobia with it. So yeah, otherwise normal. But I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable enough to make that diagnosis in the emergency department. And I certainly don't think that was the case with this lady. Okay, so what did you do? I treated her for worst case, so gave her some topical levofloxacin, which is what our guidelines in our trust say is first line for a bacterial keratitis. That was after a quick discussion with ophthalmology just to make sure they didn't want to see her at three, four o'clock in the morning. And they did not. They were happy to see her at eight o'clock when the clinic opened. 
So I discharged her with levofloxacin, 0.5% eye drops, but also warned her that this actually might turn out to be a corneal abrasion. And we're being oversensitive, but just because of the fact that she was a contact lens wearer, that she should go at eight o'clock in the morning just to get a grown-up to have a look at her. And that was it. I did look her back up because this was a couple of weeks ago and she did have a bacterial keratitis rather than a corneal abrasion. Good on you. That sounds good. What are your pearls? Pearls, really, are do visual acuities. Think of it like a vital sign for the eye. This lady, without doing it, you could have said she had some mild symptoms and just gone down the common route. But I think in her, it clearly identified a maybe more sinister cause. Be really cautious with people that wear contact lenses so they are at increased risk of problems or issues, even if they seem quite innocuous. So I always get people that wear contact lenses followed up by an ophthalmologist or an optician. The other thing then is differentiating between the causes of red eye and painful, irritated eyes are really subtle and really difficult. If in doubt, it's always worthwhile getting a a second opinion. Nice pearls. Pearls of Kyle. So I guess we should talk a little bit about infectious keratitis then. It's a microbial invasion of the cornea, causing inflammation and damage to the corneal epithelium, the stroma or the endothelium. Lots of big words. Inflammation, damage to the cornea. I do wonder why it's not corneaitis. Oh, that's a word. Corneaitis. But I don't think we can change it now. I don't know, we could give it a go. See how many people are going to call it corneaitis now. <laughs> Next time I speak to an ophthalmology registrar, I will be tempted to have a go. <laughs> See what happens. I dare you. <laughs> okay, done. <laughs> so why is it important? Is it an ocular emergency? They did seem relatively excited. It wasn't the normal, yeah, we'll see it in the morning response. It was, oh, so tell me a little bit more. And she, she did seem a bit more excited than normal. So I think it kind of perked something in her mind. It is an ocular emergency and probably not in the same way as glaucoma. Or a spike hanging out of your eye. Yeah, indeed, indeed, <laughs> causing acute visual loss. But your ophthalmologist was quite interested, wasn't she? Yeah, definitely. And it does remain one of the major causes of blindness, which I find surprising. But I guess it's quite common. Yeah. We do need to be aware of it. Main risk factors are corneal trauma, contact lens wearing, especially wearing them overnight, not disinfecting your contact lens as well, not cleaning the cases. Or using spit. Oh, who does that? If you're using spit, just stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd enjoy that one. Recent eye injury, weakened immune system, problems with the eyelids or tearing. And treatment, as you've said, is topical antibiotics. may need analgesics. You gave her some tetracaine. And you may need some steroids if it's really severe inflammation. I wouldn't start any of that in the ED, but in the long term, we'll need some of that stuff. For us, it's tetracaine, antibiotics, ophthalmology review. Identifying them. That's the only thing you take away from this is contact lens wearer equals badness. Great. That's a great place to end. (laughs) I'll summarise then. So we've had a 44-year-old female who presented in the early hours of the morning with an acutely red eye. She'd had a few hours of build-up. It felt quite irritated and become painful. She had taken her contact lens out, but this hadn't really helped. Had some tearing, had some mild blurring of her vision, no flashes or floaters, a mild headache and some mild photophobia. She denied any trauma and had been well recently with no past medical history and no drug history. 
She looked uncomfortable and her right visual acuity was slightly reduced to her left. When you had a look in the eye, it looked fairly normal and mildly injected conjunctiva. And then when you had a proper look with the slit lamp, there was a bit of fluorescein uptake in the cornea, which combined with that and her discomfort led you to a diagnosis of bacterial keratitis. Had a chat with ophthalmology, gave her some antibiotics levofloxacin drops and sent her on her way and spread the good word that we need to what was it contact lens wearer equals badness just as a disclaimer not a bad person just bad eyes badness in the sense of painful red eye got it okay we just don't want to get ourselves into any trouble no (laughs) excellent done go team well done okay well thank you very much for listening You can visit our website where we put all the show notes and some useful links. That's www.casebycasepodcast.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter and you can follow us on Facebook. Leave us comments, suggest cases, tell us what you think. But for now, we'll say goodbye. Bye, Helen. Bye, Kyle. At the time of release of this podcast, we're running a survey on how useful the podcast is for interprofessional learning within the emergency department. So if you work in or around the emergency department, we would love to know what you think. You can access the survey online. The link is on our website, www.casebycasepodcast.co.uk. It's on Twitter. It's also on Facebook. Thanks very much.